0: If you're looking to become a better e-learning developer, you have come to the right place. Because today on the Instructional Redesign Podcast, I interview Dave and Nates, also known as the e-learning guys, who have their own awesome podcast. After talking shop about e-learning development, both past and present, we got into their latest venture. They have put together an awesome video course library called Master Storyline. It's designed to help you learn the ins and outs of using Articulate Storyline, I've checked it out, and from what I saw, it's really high-quality stuff. I was really impressed and recommend checking it out for yourself over at MasterStoryline.com. Now, the guys themselves were gracious enough to provide instructional redesign podcast listeners with a 10% off discount on their first purchase at MasterStoryline.com. Which, according to their sign up page, is half off for an annual subscription right now. So, check out masterstoryline.com, use coupon code redesign19, all one word, get 10% off and advance your storyline skills. The offer is good through 2019. So, with that said, here's my interview with Dave and Nates. So, Dave and Nates, thanks for joining us on the Instructional Redesign podcast. Kara couldn't be with us. It's the first week of OSU classes during the time of this recording, so she's uh, pretty busy with starting off classes, both her own PhD studies and her work endeavors. So it's just the three of us today, and um, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. Thank you. So why don't you guys introduce yourself and tell us how you got into e-learning development and uh, instructional design. Dave, we'll start with you.
1: All right. Well, I uh, I have a degree in computer graphics technology, so I was always kind of involved with, like, website development, and that got me into Flash and developing developing in Flash. And then I was always having these internships at places, and one of them was an e-learning company. And so from I got hired there and um, was always trying to find – you know, ways to explore all the, the multimedia stuff, which they don't say multimedia much anymore, but, uh, you know, how, how can I involve, uh, how can I create these user experiences with all these videos and audio and all this stuff? And, of course, these were for uh, kind of flash-based uh, uh, course development or whatever they were, uh, micro sites. And uh, that just kind of evolved into... Um, uh, me getting more interested in things and trying to find out more and getting involved with various e-learning things and instructional approaches and design approaches and all of that fun stuff.
0: Cool. Yeah, and it's a shame people don't say multimedia as much anymore because there's not really a a better term for it. Just we should bring it back.
2: We we should. <laughs> well, I'm using it. I'm using it quite. Well, not a lot, but I do use it because my title is multimedia engineer, so that that's nice. <laughs>
1: there you go. You're you're already on the way to bring it back. So thank you.
2: And Nate's, what's your origin story? Uh ah, back in the day. Uh, so it, actually, the the beginning is very similar to Dave. So I was visiting this school called Institute and Academy for Multimedia, and this just opened, and it was it it had my name written all over it. So I signed up for that. Uh, I met a friend there who worked at a sort of e-learning company. They were doing some web development and starting with e-learning. That's like 2004. So I was working a lot on some multimedia projects that involved Flash back in the day. So I was managing everything, you know, the illustrator, the programmer, the script. So that was my first involvement in managing like an e-learning project. And then slowly i took over with uh using articulate presenter at the time uh and then slowly uh, as soon as uh, like 5 years ago or 6 when when uh, when, when storyline came out i grabbed that cuz i just i felt that was that was the tool i was waiting for that, that can do a lot more than presenter and it's still not you know it's not hard to code sort so 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 to speak uh, and then, yeah, sort of that company shifted away from e-learning. So I sort of got laid off. But I, I say it's the best thing that happened to me. I quickly went to the freelance route. I, I continued my e-learning path. And a lot of things has have happened since then. So uh, here we are today. Here we are, yeah. I think a
0: common thread between our three stories is Flash, those good old days of <laughs> developing in flash and yeah. you know, doing the animations on the front end and writing the action script on the back end and uh, seeing things come together and bringing things to life. That was a really cool time and I think we're all fortunate that somebody actually had a, a niche market that made it uh, lucrative for us to actually have jobs for a while doing it. and um, here today, it positions us to be, Really, experts in the e-learning development game um, to have this this uh, specialized background that equips us to to do this kind of stuff. Um, where my story differs a little bit is I when I started out in 2007 in e-learning, I was using Lectora, and um, I found a good niche of using Lectora as kind of a shell and using Photoshop and Flash to fill in that shell. So it would basically be each slide would be its own flash animation in many cases. um, And sometimes a little bit of talking to Lectora, passing variables back and forth, that kind of thing. Do you guys have experience with uh, tools, e-learning development tools, authoring tools besides uh, Articulate products?
1: You know, I, I, I know you've mentioned, you know, how do we get to storyline, and, and uh, it, it kind of evolved into it, because I certainly have done the same thing in uh, Lectora and Captivate and, uh, you know, even further back, uh, like director, um, authorware, you know, now I'm going way back, but um it was the same thing. It was like, but Flash was kind of that that thing where you could kind of bring to life whatever you're trying to train people on or educate people on um but these other things are kind of shells for that whether it was uh whether it was director or whatever it was, it was like okay i've got a screen i'm going to import this flash thing into it and that's where all that experience uh, gets added um so yeah i had very similar similar sort of things and yeah passing variables back and forth so that it was kind of a streamlined user experience
2: mm-hmm. what about you nates I played around with... Well, not played around. I, th- I guess we did a few projects in Captivate, but I never really liked it. I felt... And this was like 10 years ago at least. Uh, I always felt like it had some nitpickiness and uh, had was buggy at places. And I didn't really like it at that time. Uh, and I remember, Dave, you mentioned authorware. We were localizing some... Courses from an Austrian company, uh, some Word, Excel, you know, using Windows courses that were produced in authorware. So we were using authorware to translate all of that English content into Slovenian. And what I remember the most, all of those old projects were super painful for the user because of all the plugins you had to have in Internet Explorer, of course. And we, I know, I know, I had a bunch of support calls just how to install Authorware. That was the biggest thing ever. And then the pop-ups were the problem because Internet Explorer Service Pack Two started blocking them, and no one knew what was happening. So my 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 memories of those days are just support calls because of all the plugins. And I'm really happy that HTML5 is here, and more or less things work now. Yeah. Obviously, Storyline is your guys' tool of choice.
0: What, in your opinion, makes it stand out as the best?
1: For me, Storyline, you know, we've talked about Flash a lot, and, uh, you know, I would use Lectora, then I would use Captivate. Uh, Those were kind of the tools I was using more often, or I was, I'm not great at it, but just, you know, developing it in HTML. um, And when Storyline came around, I just felt it was a bit more of an open canvas for me. Like I could explore my ideas a, a better, um, where I felt I was always up against more hurdles with some of those other programs. Um, and, uh, and I like that because I always like to just like, oh, what can I do with this? Can I, because I always try to come up with the experience first, and then I sit down and I'm like, okay, now let's bring this to life. And so I want the... Um, the path of uh, least resistance. There, I, I want to be able to just do what I want to do, and um, so that that was one part of me enjoying the Storyline experience. Um, the other thing is, you know, I have a company that does e learning now, and we do a, a lot of e learning for our clients and provide files for them and, and work with them so they can maybe make edits and various things themselves. And Storyline is has probably I think the the least learning curve for being able to make those adjustments um, so those are kind of the two things that I uh, that have led me to um, kind of champion it
2: similar to what you said Dave it's an open canvas you can do more or less whatever you want and it's it's uh, an easy easy learning curve I guess so it's not hard to begin to start uh, of course there Let's say uh, after you master it, there are many many little details that you don't know as a beginner. Maybe you're making newbie mistakes, but still, it's uh, it's if you use it daily, you can quickly discover all those little tidbits that can help you create better content or or easier or make your development easier. And the other thing is the, the articulate support. It's it's really great. The guys are active. Uh, the forums are alive. Uh, you know they're responsive on Twitter. Uh, so it's it's a really nice community. And l- uh, luckily, and I was just browsing some freelance portals today. There are still a lot of jobs available that the companies are looking for storyline developers. So uh, there's plenty of work and. Uh, I sort of landed on this tool. I don't want to go to Captivate, for example, although that maybe might help me down the line. But currently, I feel like it's better that I'm focusing on storyline. So, you know, I can master it. I can really, you know, a- every problem that someone might have or a question or a challenge, I can say, yes, I-, I know how to do that or I'll find a way or something like that. So that's why I'm I'm sticking with it. And uh, I'm happy that there are, that with the subscription model, they added things are evolving more frequently uh, with the updates and everything. So it's nice to see new things coming. New, um, you know, interactivities can be built now, and uh, it's great. It's uh, it's everything's alive. Yeah, you guys hit on two of the big ones for me about
0: why Storyline is my favorite. The quick learning curve, um, mainly because the interface is so similar to PowerPoint. That people can mm-hmm. pick it up, and if they're yeah. somewhat familiar with PowerPoint, they shouldn't have too much of an additional learning curve to learn the features that are unique to Storyline. And then also that uh, uh, that good support, that turnaround time on bug fixes, I just haven't seen from other companies. Um, so, for example, when a browser re- releases an update, I've noticed Articulate is very quick to turn around a fix if it uh, ends up causing um, breaks in courses. So a great example would be when Chrome had that update that affected how videos autoplay, and it caused the courses that had their first slide with a audio or video not to autoplay. It really broke a lot of functionality in storyline, um, but they were very quick to have a, a turnaround on that. So what, what advice would you guys give to someone that's just starting out, maybe just got their hands on a storyline license or an Articulate 360 subscription,
1: that's a great question. I like you can get in there and start learning all these various things. Like, oh, here's a bunch of buttons. This is how you save. This is how you do this. But personally, I think if you can come up with a project idea or work off of a real project and say, "Look, this is what I have to accomplish um, as a project," and then get into storyline uh, and say, "Okay, how do I how do I bring this to life? How do I develop this?" Because then you're really developing it for real reasons. And you're going to come across a lot more things you need to do than if you just tried to learn the buttons and various things. Uh, and you're going to have more uh, hurdles uh, uh, that you have to overcome. And the more hurdles you can come o- overcome, the, the better you're going to get.
2: Yeah, learning through a project—that's the best way. You 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 cannot study each button and memorize what it does. You just have to pick a project, and then find out how to do it through you know through learning through. Uh, Exploration of the of all the functionalities that Storyline offers, and you know, if you if you come to a stop, you can always go to the forums, ask around. A lot of people are happy to help, and uh, that's the best way to learn uh, to learn a new program. I, I I always thought
1: that if I took a test on Storyline, you know, like what's the button you press to do this, I always <laughs> thought I'd fail that. I still I still think that I think I'd fail a test <laughs> yeah. on how to use Storyline if it was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if it was like that.
0: Yeah, I have colleagues at work all the time that ask me these basic questions and I can't verbalize how to do it. It's almost like um I'm I'm not good at spelling bees. Like I could spell the word and be correct, but something about verbalizing the letters makes it different. And it's the same thing for me. It's like it's just this these i this series of uh mouse movements and clicks I do that I couldn't verbalize what it is I just it's like a muscle memory thing so when people ask me how do you do that I'm like "Uh, I'm gonna have to sit down and show you because I can't explain
1: it well we have these master storyline courses that we've been putting together to help people learn storyline and of course to put those together we've had to really make sure we understand all those buttons and what they're called and how to find them and, and all that because that is still a foundation that people need to know um, and while we kind of learned it in, in a little bit more organic way, um, it is, it's important to know those things. So I, I maybe I could maybe I could pass a test now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must have been
0: challenging. I can't tell you how many times I've told somebody, oh, it's under one of those gear icons in the player settings. I don't remember which one, <laughs> yeah. but it's one of those. You just have to click around. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, tell me about your it's called the Master Storyline class, right? or, or classes?
1: Yep, masterstoryline.com. It's basically, uh, you know We've got all this information uh, as it relates to Storyline and e-learning and we, we post a lot of videos and a lot of them are a bit, uh, uh, what's the word, um, uh, they're exploratory where they're like, oh, this is something we're trying to figure out or they are um, maybe uh, quite advanced and but we've got a lot of information as it relates to how to develop courses. Um, you know, I think I said earlier, I have a company called Illumin Group and we develop courses all all day long. And that's our bread and butter. And so it's like, okay, I I'm I'm a part of developing courses all the time, the whole process and starting from scratch. And I don't really get into that in my other videos. And so it's like, how can we help people who are new to Storyline? Or for instance, a lot of our clients, and I know a lot of people have clients who it's like, oh here's the file. We've developed this for you. Now you can make your adjustments over time but they don't know how to do that. So it's like, how do we put together courses for people that are um, first new and then want to continue to enhance their understanding of storyline? And so we did that with, uh, first off, a couple of um, uh, uh, basic courses to kind of develop that foundation. And um, then from there, we're getting into more advanced courses like how to develop branching scenarios and how to uh, create games. And um, and then we've also got a kind of a video library, just all sorts of different things, all sorts of um, situations you might be in and how to overcome those. You know, these are kind of rapid fire little short videos. But, uh, you know, hopefully it's in a in kind of a library where someone can find them as they need them. And I haven't been through a a full course on on master
0: storyline, but I've seen a few of your videos and I was really impressed by the quality, both, um, uh, the video quality, the audio quality and, um, the instructional content as
1: well. So really high quality stuff. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, again, we like to approach it as how do you develop a project? Not, you know, what are the, what's the name of each button? Cause that doesn't quite get you there.
2: Yeah, the same thing we mentioned before. Just our approach was learning through a project, even though these are small projects. Uh, and yeah, not button by button, but through projects like, let's go and we're going to build this thing and we show you from A to Z how to do that. Yeah, that really is the way to learn. And, and it's kind of
0: funny, it takes me back to Flash again. I remember uh, I had a copy of the program and I remember getting some books on it's probably like Flash 3 or Flash 4. Uh, how to do things. And I remember they always wanted me to to bounce a ball, like how to learn to animate a bouncing ball.
1: <laughs> right? Yep. And I
0: remember thinking, okay, I can do this, but how do I take a bouncing ball and apply those same things that I've learned to do all the cool things I see people doing online with uh, dancing pandas and all this crazy stuff. So really to get there required experimentation. You have to go beyond here's this feature, here's what it does. You really have to combine all that knowledge together and apply it in a project-like setting like you're talking about. Another thing that really helps is getting a chance to open up the source files that someone else has fully created, getting to peek under the hood and see, oh, okay, that's how they uh, structure their, their assets on their timeline. That's how they write their triggers and sequence them that's how they name their variables. Mm-hmm. Seeing that kind of stuff really helps.
1: Well, and again, that's why I like the e-learning community, uh, whether it's storyline or whatever it is. Um, it's just seeing what people do and how they overcome not just development, but also, you know, their instructional approaches, um, their the audience experiences they're t- trying to create. There's so much great stuff out there. And you know, sometimes I wish everyone would just stop posting new blog posts and things <laughs> yeah. for just like a couple months, so I can catch up with it. Because <laughs> it's there's so there's so much great stuff out there. Yeah, the, there definitely is a lot.
0: Um, and I really like how there's so much stuff for people just starting out. Um, people like yourselves now with Master Storyline and your your podcast is geared. A little bit more towards intermediate to advanced users but I think a beginner could still pick up a lot from your podcast and then there's people like Tim Slade who's uh, really good at at, uh, targeting his message towards people just starting Mm -hmm. out and tons of freebies on the articulate website and templates and things to just help you get started hop right in Mm -hmm. there so how did you guys end up connecting and starting the podcast together Oh, yeah, well, that's my fault.
2: Uh, Your s- fault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. Um, I, I don't know. I started. I sort of switched my Twitter from. You know, just playing around uh, to more uh, finding community uh, e-learning community. People, mm-hmm. uh, so I started following a bunch of people. I and I guess Dave must have been one of them. And then I, I have seen his videos, you know, on e-learning locker. So I mm-hmm. sent him a message. We had a few Skype calls, just, you know, getting to know each other. And then I suggested to him that I was sort of looking for a person to do a podcast with. And they was game. So we recorded, I don't know how, how many now, 35 episodes, around around 35 episodes. That that's the short. That's version. pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and I that's had because you guys have only been at it for two or three years, something I like that. Think I think three in November. Yes, three. Okay. Yeah. And I had the uh, I had many years of podcast experiencing, uh, uh, doing a Slovenian podcast. So it was technically it was no problem for me. So I took over that part, but. I connected with Dave, so because um, cause the format is much easier if two people are talking and you know the content can be more diverse or ideas can be different. So I wanted to do, wanted to do a two-person show, and yeah, we I, I think it's going fine.
1: Sometimes these videos and putting all this together can take so long, and to be able to just turn on the mic and start talking about whatever is uh, just a, a a nice additional thing to have, and we can you know explore all sorts of different things uh much more quickly. And you've yeah,
2: such a good format. And you don't have to edit anything, right, Dave? <laughs> the, there's I've
1: never screwed up. Uh, <laughs> I I can't remember one time where you might have had to edit anything I've said.
0: Yeah, the proof is right there in the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, True in story. the final product. Yeah, that goes I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty much live. Yeah, I'm the same way. Exactly. No, There's it's, nothing it's, we said in this that you're going to edit, I'm sure.
0: It's more like Kara is is great at doing one take and everything, and then luckily I'm the guy that gets to edit stuff, so I get to make myself sound like I'm smooth and polished and I get everything right on the first take.
1: <laughs> I, I know exactly what you that's, mean. Uh, that's what's so great about being a developer.
0: <laughs> so where can people go to check out your master storyline courses?
1: Well, uh, if you just add a .com to that, masterstoryline .com, uh, you can uh, you know check out a number of uh, free things we have there, and um, and uh, take a look at what uh, different courses we have. And for all
0: other things, your your guys's podcast is the .com as well. Correct. Awesome. I like that marketing strategy. Just add .com. <laughs> and. W- what about on a personal basis? How can people connect with you guys?
1: Uh, for me, you can go to Davidcharney.com. Again, just added the dot com.
2: Uh, for me, you can find me on LinkedIn or on Twitter under nickname NEJCD.
0: Very nice. Well, thank you guys so much for talking with me today and being on the Instructional Redesign Podcast. And I hope this is the first of many conversations we'll have together.
2: Thank you very much for the invite.
0: Thank you. There you have it. I had such a good time finally talking with the e-learning guys as opposed to just listening to them like I usually do through their e-learning guys podcast. Once again, check out masterstoryline.com, use coupon code REDESIGN19, all one word, and get 10% off before 2019 ends. And as always, thanks for listening.